Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be talking about Eric Hosmer. We're doing our Fixing the Padres uh, series. This is our second episode. First one we talked about going to adopt these analytics and you're going to say, okay, we need guys that have launch ankle. We need guys that don't consistently ground out to second base because they were looking at a spray chart. He is hitting everything there. We need guys that put lift underneath the ball and want to actually make these changes. Um, we've seen Hosmer that he, when he has changed his launch angle, he's had success. And then he will just kind of go back to what he was doing before. Um, in terms of fielding, I think he was the lowest graded defender at first base. I know that he had he finished the year with a zero war on fan graphs and on baseball reference, he had a one war. So not very good for a first baseman. He had the lowest slugging in the NL. Basically, he's coming off of a year where he, he heavily struggled and he is owed $60 million over the next four seasons. Now, if you were to DFA him, obviously there'd be a payout. I don't know if it would be the full 60. I don't think it would. Just because, like, if he's getting cut now, like, he's going to make money, potentially, like, in his mind, you know? I don't know if that's really even that relevant, though. Like, I don't know how it would look. But I think that there would be some type of buyout, definitely over $45 million. Um, so that would be a lot of money to pay a guy to not play for your team anymore. Um, another thing that gets brought up is, oh, you could move him and save some money. You'd probably move him for, like... $20 million, like getting back $20 million. And I would guess that you'd have to part with Robert Hassel or Luis Camposano. You'd have to part with that high of a, like a tiered prospect. I am not a fan of that. I view Robert Hassel to the organization or Luis Camposano more than $20 million. Um, now, of course, easier said when I'm not the guy cashing checks. Um, so, you know, that's that's how it is. But looking at this team, looking at it all, Chase, you want to start out just why you think we should DFA Eric Hosmer? He really hasn't been the leader that, you know, he was signed to be, you know, after kind of the whole rumors between the All-Star break, you know, things have come out and said that Hosmer really wasn't talking to people. He was kind of by himself, isolated himself. His defense is one of the worst at the league, if not the worst. He's like negative in DRS, negative in defensive war. His OPS plus is only two points above average, and average OPS for just average across the league is 100. Hosmer sits at 102, which means he isn't driving the ball. His war on fan graphs is a zero, and most of the time people use fan graphs over baseball reference, so that means he is replaceable. He's a bench player. A zero war means that you're not doing anything more valuable than a bench player, uh, a bench player to your team. It's like we're paying him twenty million dollars to be the absolutely most mediocre first baseman in the league when there's probably guys making million, two million dollars that are putting up one to two war seasons, and we're getting Eric Hosmer who can't field, is very inconsistent with his launch angle, grounds out constantly into double plays. They're probably inning. They probably are rally killers. They, I don't know how many times he's ground into a double play to end the inning when there's a runner in scoring position. Like, it's just these things kill us. Go ahead, Isaac. Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, a lot of the times you hear older people say, if I had your height and your weight, I would be doing this. I would be doing that. Well, when you look at Eric Cosmer, I think every single person on this planet would say the same about how far they could hit the ball because Eric Cosmer does not hit the ball very far, um, at least not 
many times other than what was it, like 15 this year, 15, 17. I don't know. Some, some like that. Um, did not have a good year. Last year was kind of an outlier. We knew that it would be an outlier. He only played 38 games. Um, and we know that Eric Cosmer in April is an Eric Cosmer that he, he's a monster. Like that's, he plays some really good baseball down the line. He just starts being really, 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 really bad. Um, there's a lot for his baseman out there, making a lot less, playing a lot better. We see Ty France is one of those guys. CJ Crone just signed a new contract. Even then, he only signed for seven or eight million dollars a year. Um, his home and away splits are pretty concerning, but at the same time, now he's playing in Colorado for half of the season, so they don't even got to worry about that. But for us, this guy has zero war. There's a combined two players on this team with a 1.4 F4 getting paid a total of 40 million plus. Um, now that 1.4 F4 comes from one player, the other player being Eric Cosmer with the zero. Um, so you, like, I, I said this comment a little while ago, you can't have the kind of players on your team if you're trying to win a world series. And somebody said, Eric Cosmer literally has a world series ring. What was it like six years ago, seven years ago? This is 2022. Now the guys statistically, statistically, not even like, not even, not only does it not pass the eye test, but you look at the stats statistically one of the worst players in baseball if there was a least valuable player award you could make an argument that he is one of them just based off how much he gets paid um so all in all like <laughs> it's cool seeing how good he does in the first month but the rest of it his attitude what people say supposedly he brings to the clubhouse which was supposed to be something good but you know everyone thinks it's something bad i think it's something bad also um you know, we were actually talking about that video that brought up um, Eric Cosmer's whole demeanor, whole attitude after after the trade rumors. He handled it like a like a kid Fernando's age, not like a guy Eric Cosmer's age. He didn't handle it like a professional. He didn't, you know, we had a whole rest of the season to play and he crumbled. He didn't want to play no more. Not to mention some of these videos I see of this guy's defense, not only watching the games, but after I watch it over and over and over again to actually have to believe myself that that actually happened. Um, from a professional first baseman. Uh, but when you're that big and you have the lowest slugging percentage at first base, I mean, cool, you batted two something, what was it, like 279? Great. Most of it was probably singles, maybe a couple doubles. Your base running is awful. Your defense is awful. Your leadership is awful. You can't afford to have that guy on your team. Yeah, so I think to start out, I want to talk about Eric Cosmer in Kansas City versus him in San Diego. He has over 40 points higher of an OPS. Like he's putting up way different numbers. His final year in Kansas City hit an 882 OPS. Now, Throughout his whole time in San Diego, he has a 738 OPS, an OPS plus of 102. And also, Chase, you said he had an OPS uh, plus of 102 in 2021. And it's really weird because we looked at these numbers yesterday, but his is listed on baseball reference as 104. I do not know how that happened, but apparently they were updated. So he did gain two points in that in that department. But I remember we literally looked at this yesterday, and that was the number. So really weird. Um we were talking about some guys that you could get that would, you know, put up the production, if not more production. I think that that guy that everyone has brought up uh, throughout this year has been Ty France. Um, he's he's a much better player than Eric Hosmer is in, in terms of all of the numbers. Uh, and you just can't sign a guy. You can't have a guy making $21 million who's averaging a 102 OPS plus. And like, yes, he has some clutch hits. But if you're graded as one of the worst players 
in the league, that's not worth it. Like that's not worth some clutch hits. I'm sorry, but that is really breaking down the ball club because the reason, like the effect of that is that instead of a guy being, you know, for, like, let's just say like there's a guy on and there's one out and he grabs that into a double play. Well, on a higher rate, there's going to be the guy that's up instead of him is going to do different things. They're going to hit the ball into the outfield. They aren't going to have that super high ground ball rate. We saw early in the year, he was hitting the ball at second base so much that they would make that runner steal almost every single time if there was a guy on first and he was adding. They would almost send him every single time on the first or second pitch. It was pretty ridiculous. So they could tell. like They could tell that he would do that. But I don't know if you guys can hear this. There's an alarm going on by my house. Um, but Chase, do you think the Padres will actually DFA Eric Hosmer? Probably not. Um, one of the reasons that Eric Hosmer didn't go getting traded during the deadline uh, was rumors that Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis told Preller, like, hey, don't trade this guy. I mean, as long as you have a couple of the players in the clubhouse saying, hey, don't get rid of this guy, you know, it's kind of hard to do when two of your best players are advocating for him to stay. I don't think it's the best move. I don't think he brings enough to the clubhouse to really keep him there. And especially with the whole trade deadline incident, I don't think, you know, you can really repair that relationship. You know, he is the most average first baseman there is when it comes to being an offensive player. You look at almost every advanced stat, he is average. Then you look at his defense, it's probably below average to severely below average. I mean... I don't know how you can justify keeping a guy like that on your team when he makes as much money as he does. You hurt the team in more ways than one, keeping him on the team. So as much as I want to see him gone, I don't think he gets DFA'd. I think it's more likely we see a trade and we see one of our top 10 guys gone again. You know, hopefully we just don't get like someone like a Jake Marisnik back. I mean, sending Hosmer and a top 10 player, who knows what Preller might get back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll DFA him. I don't think that's going to be um, an option for AJ Preller. I know they probably want to trade him. The question is, what would they have to trade him for? I think all three of us are in consensus that they would have to trade Robert Hassel or Luis Camposano, something big, in order to get rid of him just because he is really, like, seriously that bad of a player. And there was a rumor that the Cubs were willing to take him at the deadline last time, and AJ wasn't willing to deal. And that probably has to go hand-in-hand hand with what the team wanted him you know, to keep him around for some reason. But I'm not uh, – like, I don't think DFAing him is out of the question or out of the uh, – like, it's definitely in the realm of proportion. Like, it's definitely something that's on the table. Just when when you see everything about Eric Hosmer, you can't afford to have him on the field. That's main priority, number one. You cannot afford to have him out there defensively at the plate um, because, I mean, like, yeah, he hits for average, but you're a first baseman who – just hits for average. That's not what you're supposed to do. That comes from like a second baseman, a, a, a center fielder, something like that. Um, you could say the same about Austin Nola as a catcher. Like we don't expect him to be a power hitting catcher, but we also don't expect you to hit two or three home runs. Um, but uh, that's just a guy you can't have on the field, in the clubhouse, in your organization, just completely bringing you down from top to bottom. Uh, you saw, I'm sure everyone saw the the thing Jeff Passan or Jeff Passan, I don't know how to say it. Um, he said that there's players in the organization that don't want to play for the Padres. Well, one, we know is Eric Cosmer. That has to be for sure because they tried trading him at the deadline. Um, I don't know who the other players could be. I think one of them could be Trent Grisham just because he did deny 
uh, a contract extension either before the season or during the season. I believe it is. He didn't sign. Um, but when someone like that is in your clubhouse, that's a cancer. You're not going to win when the whole when when the whole when all your players aren't on board with what's going on. You're going to lose, which is what we saw. Nobody was clicking. Nobody was on board with what with what the organization wanted to do, and everything fell apart. So Eric Hosmer has got to be gone. You're not going to win a World Series with that guy. There's a couple guys on here you won't win a World Series with, especially when you're competing against two top dogs like the Giants and the Dodgers. So I like what you guys are saying. I will say I think that – it's a little bit more likely that he will be DFA'd than I think that you guys would both think. Um, my big reason is if you're a manager coming into the situation and you're looking at from an, like out from the outside, the first thing that you're going to see is how do we have a guy at first base that's slugging under 400 and this team just went down over 50 points in team slugging? That is the first issue. Okay, why is that happening? Okay, look at all these guys' launch angles. They all fall off and they go up and down like crazy. So that's going to be the first thing I think that stands out. But then you look at it and you go, okay, well, Hosmer has been horrendous on defense, horrendous on offense. And this is a position, first base, where you need a guy that can absolutely rake and can be a formidable first baseman, which isn't that hard. It's not, it's pretty, in terms of like MLB average, it is so hard to be like a negative war first baseman because the position isn't asking you a ton. Like you're not going to have crazy defensive numbers and value at first base. You know, that's why, like, we saw Haseon Kim was up at, the, like, at the top of the charts because he was playing such high-level defense at shortstop, a marquee position. First base isn't like that. You're not going to affect the game, like, unless you're doing something really bad, which has been the case with Hosmer. So you look at this and you go, all right, what's the biggest problem? Like, what's one of the biggest issues? Well, this guy, and apparently the players are coming in saying, oh, don't trade him, don't trade him. It's just, I think it's a statement move to say, okay, we are moving in direction. This is not acceptable. You can't come into the – you can't play for the Padres if you're going to put – what Fangraph says is an MLB bench player at like the very bottom, like a bench player, a replaceable guy that you can call up from AAA tomorrow and come in. You can't pay that guy $21 million and you can't have him start every game. That's even the bigger thing. Like let's see how many games he started. I don't have, let me, let me pull this up real quick. I'm guessing it's over 130 or 140, right? Yeah, my thing's not probably. Right. I know he did go out for like an injury, didn't he? For like maybe a couple weeks. Yeah, and then in 2018, when he had like the, he had great numbers, he only played 38 games. But then every other year in San yeah. Diego, he's heavily struggled. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm my thing's not loading, but I'm assuming it's over 140. Isaac's on it, but yeah. So that that's just I think for me that's the reason why you have to do it. We got Isaac. He played 151 games. 151. And you're putting uh, up that How many did he start, number? though? Because I know some of those are probably just uh, pinch hit appearances. Yeah, he didn't start all of them because he only had 509 at-bats. But It's still 500 at-bats. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah, so, I mean, when you just look from top to bottom, everything about Eric Hosmer – it's time, like, forever, whoever's a Hosmer truther, this isn't 2015. This isn't 2015 no more. It's over. He's not someone we can afford to have on this team. You know, if you want your team to win a World Series, you don't see the Dodgers having a guy like this guy. You don't see the Giants having a guy like this guy. Actually, I really don't think there's a single guy in the playoffs that 
that has someone like this. Um, I'm really trying to think. Giants, Dodgers. When you have massive liabilities in like spots like first base or right field or third, like in the lineup, it's really difficult to win. Yeah, exactly. It's not just Hosmer. It's Will. It's Tommy Pham. It's it's a couple guys. It's the catcher position because no one missed so much, and Caratini put up 0 for 4 so often. Oh my Negative God. war. Wait, hold up. I, I want to make a point on how bad Eric Hosmer is as a first baseman. Uh, this is baseball reference. Uh, let me try to find the fan graphs one. But the baseball reference has Christian Walker at a 0.6 war. He hit 244. He had a 315 on base. He had a 382 slug and a 696 OPS. He had an 88 OPS, and he was worth 0.6 in baseball reference. Now, if we go to fan graphs, let me load this one up. He finished with a 0.7. Oh, no, that's he finished with a 0.3 WAR. He still finished higher than Eric Cosmer on fan graphs. Finished with an 87 WRC, which is 13 points below average. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, he was. For, I just want to say one more thing too. I know one for sure. Hosmer Truther is Coach Cantera on ninety-seven-three. The fan, and I see people saying, "Let him manage." Stop it! I cannot believe people are saying that, and I cannot believe he is a Hosmer Truther for how long he's been around the game. For for anyone who's been around the game as long as you know, I've only been around the game for uh, playing and watching fifteen years. So not as long as some of these guys, and I can see this guy even on any team in the main, like on this team, you're not going to win anything. He sucks. Quite possibly one of the worst players I've ever seen, and just not a guy you want in the dugout either. And the thing is, like, the numbers back it up. Yeah. And we're only talking about San Diego. We're not talking about Kansas City. Obviously, that's we weren't watching Hosburn day in and day out in Kansas yeah, City. Like, that, that's the past. Yeah. But that's the difference. And that, you know, that's if you're going to come and that's what, like, when you come and sign a money, a contract like that, you get judged based on the money that you're making. That is always going to happen. Now, sometimes guys get hurt and it's, you know, it's completely independent from their performance, like out of their hands. Oh, this guy, you know, he tore his knee, never lived up to the contract. It's like, okay, yeah, he tore his knee. (laughs) You know, there's not like Hosmer hasn't been hurt. He's been playing almost every game, every, for every year he's been on the team. And he's still putting up these horrendous numbers. So anything else you guys want to add before we take off of our our first official like Hosmer rant episode? We've never done it. Like we've definitely ranted about him. We've never had like a full on like, all right, we're done with that. <laughs> but like we've said it, but yeah, one one thing I want to ask you guys just quickly, just briefly, because we're already almost at 20 minutes, but just briefly, um, who is the first based option in how or in-house or free agency, trade, whatever it is that you guys think you guys would want to replace Eric Hosmer. I was thinking maybe we could do this for our next episode. Like when we go through this whole thing, we could just, you know, go to the next guy. I'm saying Josh Bell. I'll say it right now. We can talk about it Monday, but go ahead. I'm I'm with Matt. Uh, That was going to be my option. He's on a horrible team. They already traded away two of their pieces, you know, to the Dodgers. So if they just trade one more. Um, I don't know who I would go with. I'm, I'm probably going to think about it for the next episode. I was just looking at free agent options. 
Um, there's no realistic ones I can think of. Obviously, Freddie Freeman's up there, but that guy's if Atlanta's not letting him go. So um, I don't think so either. That'd be no, sick. No yeah, that'd be super cool. There's just no way. Hey, hey, hey um, don't don't discount Charlie Freeman's influence on his dad. I was gonna say the same thing right now. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. I'll think about that one just as long as it's not Eric Hosmer. Yeah, okay. Well let's do that. Let's do that on Monday. So everyone listening, we'll do who the Padres should sign at to play to start at first base on Monday. Um, we're not gonna have an episode out on Saturday, but me and Isaac are gonna be going live on Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So an hour before football starts. We'll talk about questions you guys have for the Padres and also just for NFL stuff. That's what we've been doing. I usually go for like 40 minutes. So come hop on live. I saw a couple people ask, when are you guys going live next? We're going to go live every Sunday at 9 or or a different time on the weekend, but we'll let you guys know. But that is going to do it for today. Thank you all for listening, and hopefully the Padres DFA are a cosmer.